In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Ascinda Virtual. And Ascinda Virtual brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. And you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In the series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. specific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we are on every major podcast platform from Google Play to Apple Podcasts to Stitcher to Spotify. You can always find us there. Now, I invite you to connect with me and send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And you can go to my website under leadershipbeyondborders.net. Now, tell me, send me a mail and let me know what kind of subjects you want to hear on the show. But regardless if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something either for your business or yourself. So let me ask you this question. Who is the most interesting person in the room when you're at a networking event or social outing? I mean, when we can again, have networking about uh, networking events or social outings. Well, simple, simple. It's the person that has the most unique and insightful stories to tell. And this is what thought leadership content is built on. It's built on this principle. By seeking to answer unanswered questions or to provide unique insights, this is what content marketing or thought leadership marketing is about. It captivates an audience and sparks meaningful conversations between your business, your brand, and your prospects or your customers. And today we're going to speak with a company that is a leader in content marketing and thought leadership marketing. And they're going to talk to us about how to do this effectively. And they're going to give us some great examples of what they have done. Now, Jeff Tomlin is the chief marketing officer for Vendesta. And he is a co-founder of Vendesta, and he's been with them since their first day in 2008. And he provides the strategy and direction to the teams driving awareness and demand for Vendesta's platform. Now, prior to being at Vendesta, Jeff was the VP of Strategy and Business Development at Point Two, where he helped to grow a real estate platform from the ground 
backed up with more than 165,000 agents in 85 countries. He first developed a love for marketing and technology in 1996 when online digital marketing was in its infancy. And he's earned a bachelor's degree in economics from the University of Saskatchewan and also a advanced certificate in F economics. Now, Vandasta is an end-to-end e-commerce platform built for local experts. The SaaS company provides a powerful platform and marketplace of trusted digital products and services to its channel partners who resell the solutions to small and medium businesses. Vandasta's partners use Vandasta to find new local business customers, engage existing clients, and deliver exceptional service. And they are located in Canada, in Saskatchewan. So, Jeff, uh, welcome to the show from the other side of the pond. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Kimberly. It's great to be here. So, um, uh, yeah, it's just so great to have you. And, um, I, you know, Vendasta has done such a great job in content marketing and thought leadership marketing. Can you first tell our listeners, you know, what is content marketing or what is thought leadership content marketing? Well, the, uh, it's a good question, uh, and it's probably different things to different people. But the way we think about it is um, that it's developing content that provides insights to a specific audience that you want to speak with, and its purpose is to position you as an authority on the topic uh, and to be a resource for that audience. The primary theme, though, and the aim is to build business, build demand, and, uh, and, and grow the size of your audience. Mm-hmm. So, so you're you're finding content to try to engage your customers. So, could you give us an example of something that you you've done at Vandasta so we better understand this? Yeah. So, on, on a regular basis, we we publish to our blog uh, regularly. So, it, it's uh, you know one of our biggest channels uh, for developing and and publishing content. Although we also publish content through. Uh, that goes on to the blog through all of our other channels and amplified through social media, through paid media, and uh, through other thought leadership channels like like yours. Um, often uh, the the cornerstones are are we we call them big rock pieces of of content. Um, most of the time they're behind a gate, and some some of the examples would uh, of of those would be churn studies that we've done in the past, a uh, paper that we did on the challenges agencies face. We just published a 300-page fundamental guide to uh, lead generation. And uh, we're just publishing a, uh, a study on the pandemic response uh, uh, by SMBs. So it's sort of a, a sample of what some of our, our cornerstone or big rock pieces of content that, uh, that we put behind gates. Mm-hmm. So when, when you're when you're publishing this content, uh, a question is that is that always research ba- based? Um, is there a difference between content marketing and research based marketing and actually thought leadership, or is it pretty much does it fall under the same umbrella? It, it all falls under the same umbrella and in, in, in larger content marketing, but different content pieces serve different functions, and uh, so. Yeah, for for example, um, if you're pr- providing a very tactical piece on how to do something, um, that's that's one. The, the aim of a, a piece like that would be to to generate leads, to lead someone to a logical conclusion, show them how to do something, and then at the end of the piece, give them a tool on how they can do it. Um, 
then that that's how you create a logical uh, a logical connection. Um, other pieces of content are to, uh, have different purposes, like to simply build audiences, where they they might not be so um, effective at at lead generation, but they are great at uh, attracting uh, a wider and and expanding audience. Mm-hmm. And so if you start going in this direction in marketing, um, you know, are there pros and cons uh, around this this direction or content marketing? Yeah, um, 100%. Um, so what? That, first off, one of the, the pros or a number of the pros are um, they're long-lived resources. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, if you, you can develop a lot of content – and do a good job of it, matching um, the content to the very, uh, first off, understanding your audience, matching the content very specifically to their needs, and do so in a compelling way, you can generate, you know, a significant amount of traffic over time, and that that traffic can can tend to be long-lived, and so you you put an investment up front, and then you reap the benefits of it for for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, different types of content, and if you're talking specifically about thought leadership content, thought leadership pieces are really good at creating audience, and and better than than some content pieces at creating audiences. Um, they attract a more sophisticated audience, um, and um, you know in general. We find that research pieces uh, they they convert really really well when you're trying to to, to drive leads and demand. Um, some of the challenges around it uh, is the the time to produce content. Um, uh, con- competition is growing, so there's more and more people doing um, inbound marketing and and specifically content marketing, um, and so the search landscape is getting um, in increasingly co- uh, competitive, and uh, so that means the content that you're producing needs to be, it, there's a greater demand now that it needs to be better than anything else that's, that's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you, how, when you start to create it, how, how do you, how do you create it? I mean, to make it be- better. Um, or, or you, go ahead. Well, well th- there's a number of different processes and what, you know, one that we, we, we follow one is, you know, we start with, the, the ideal customer profiles that we have. And then we look inside of those profiles to see who are, who are the personas. And um, we have to deeply understand um, exactly the, the, the challenges that those personas have that map to um, the solution, the, the problems that we solve. And um, so you have to have a very, very clear idea of what are you trying to prove or explain or, or, or what is the problem you're trying to solve for. Um, Will it provide a unique or original insight uh, to consumers? So that's really important if you if if you want this the the content to be found and you want it to be amplified and you want it to to be shared. Um, and at the end of the day, understanding really why does this matter to the to to the target audience? And uh, you know, so, so people that do do content marketing and have robust programs, it's easy for anybody to get sloppy with that because um, it goes hand in hand with, with producing content is that number one, that the quality is very, very important because you, you won't get found and it won't get shared and it won't convert unless it's high quality content. But 
if if you're to build a, a really big audience and, and drive consistent demand, um, the frequency of publication is really important. And, and because frequency is important, um, it can it, it it can lead to people getting sloppy around um, the the quality and how how does the the content map to the actual target audience. Um, and so consistently asking yourself as you're building out your content, why does this matter, is Super, super important. Mm-hmm. And and you said people get sloppy. Is that because I, I mean, there as you said, there's a lot of content out there today, and and there's also kind of a lot of garbage out there, as you yeah. said. And um, is it because everybody is thinking of themselves as a as a thought leader, or is it you know maybe because we're all inside and out from the pandemic pandemic that people are saying, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, um, you know, what do you think's driving that there's so much out there today? Well, I I, I think that people get sloppy because of uh, the need to keep up to a volume quota. So, mm-hmm. you know, typically, you know, the people that are producing the quota or the the, the content rather, um, it, it's not the CEO or, or 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 the VPs, although they should definitely contribute to thought leadership pieces. Um, but it it it's uh, you know a content team that is. Uh, responsible for the production of the content and sometimes uh, it can be a very demanding job um, if you're going to be really successful at it it's it's critical to have a consistent production um, schedule and um, the the need to continually produce content is what adds to the adds to the stress um, and that ultimately leads to to the sloppy content and uh, you can find organizations that do a really, really good job of content. Um, uh, and if you look at their subscriber numbers and, uh, you know, the traffic to their resources are continually growing because um, they, they focus first and foremost on the, um, on the problems that they're solving. And if you're, if you're really, really um, strict on, on, uh, focusing on the problems and providing great solutions to those problems and continually asking why it matters to your target audience, um, the, your strategy is going to be more effective and, and you're, you're going to go grow traffic and you're going to grow business. Mm-hmm. Great. That makes sense. Um, Jeff, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, um, I'd like to, to maybe get an example of, of a piece that you've done that was very, very successful and, and talk to you a little bit more about, you know, you know, how do you control this? You know, how do you put the schedule together? How do you know if it's thought leadership or research? Um, you know, how do you make sure you get that quality? So for our listeners, we are talking with Jeff Tomlin, and he is the chief marketing officer of Vendasta, and he is also a co-founder of the company and has been with the company since 2008, and he provides strategy and direction to the team's driving awareness and demand for Vendasta's platform. And Vendasta is a end-to-end e-commerce platform built for local experts. The SaaS company provides a powerful platform and marketplace of trusted digital products and services to its channels partners who resell the solutions to small and medium businesses. And Vendasta uses a lot of thought leadership and content marketing, and that's what we're talking about today. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Jeff, Jeff is on LinkedIn under J Tomlin. And if you'd like to learn more about Vendasta, then you can go to Vendasta 
www.vendasta.com. And Vendasta is on Twitter under Vendasta and on Instagram and on Facebook and on LinkedIn. So please reach out for them if you want some more information. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, does market research, does legislative white papers, all focused on digital. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org for more information. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you've been trying to figure out how to reach your financial goals, there's a show that will show you how to do just that and much more. It's called All About Goals, and the host is Tom White. Every show has a specific financial goal, like buying a car, a home, having kids, getting them educated, and retirement. Our guests include the influencers and pioneers who are dedicated to helping people like you reach those goals. Tune in live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. In business, many leaders have a great vision, but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And catch our weekly replay on the Voice America Influencers Channel, Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are talking about content marketing and and how important that is to engage your customers and prospects. And we are talking with Jeff Tomlin, and he is uh, the chief marketing officer of Vandasta. And he's also one of the co-founders of the company, and he's been with the company since 2008. And he provides strategy and direction to the teams driving awareness and demand for Vandasta's platform. And Vendessa is a leading end-to-end e-commerce platform for companies selling digital solutions to local businesses. So, Jeff, we were talking about um, before the break, we're, we were kind of getting the definition around content marketing and, and talking about how much is out there. And there's a lot out there. Um, 
and you you said quality is very important and sometimes people get sloppy. Can you give a couple examples of what you have done that have been quite successful um, in the area of content marketing um, or thought leadership uh, in Vendasta? Yeah, uh, sure thing. Um, maybe w- one of the m- most successful pieces we did was uh, a churn study um, uh, we put out at the end of uh, 2018 um, and uh, still getting tons and, uh, of downloads and tons of, of, uh, of response. And um, uh, it outlined, it had a, a number of, uh, of conclusions and s- some of them um, indicated and, and talked about, the, you know, the, the important need uh, for a, a real needs-based selling um, uh, it had a dramatic impact on uh, downstream churn. Um, so people that that uh, were able to properly identify the needs and, and sell to those needs, um, as indicated from a from a, a digital marketing assessment uh, done prior to the sale, um, it, it it made a, a dramatic impact on on the churn rates. Um, it also outlined early engagement for um, especially SaaS uh, like software as a service customers. Um, the the earlier and the more frequently they engaged in, in the platforms, which probably isn't a surprise to anyone, had a had a, a massive impact on on churn. Um, so uh, it, it wasn't a surprise to to us, but it was um, it was a wake up call for a lot of companies that we were familiar with that um, tended, especially ones that that sold more uh, more heavily into the advertising space. Um, uh, and decided not to provide access to uh, dashboards and rather have um, direct uh, contact with their sales forces. And uh, it, it proves to be a mistake um, because customer engagement in, in, in software solutions and dashboards is really, really important, um, especially when it pertains to churn because of the need to, to show proof of performance. Um, and obviously, when it comes to software itself, if they aren't using it, they, you know, there's a higher chance that they're going to churn. And then thirdly, um, it, uh, it uncovered that the, the number of solutions that you sell um, is incredibly important to churn. And, uh, you know, one of the stories that, you, you know, we and strategies that we've talked to our, our channel partners about for some time is the importance of being more to your customer. Um, SMBs want to to uh, work with a, a, a fewer people, a single provider if they could, um, but they get a lot of calls from a lot of different consultants and experts and uh, they, they're busy and they want to consolidate the number of people that they that they work with. And so being more to your customer is critically important. And the number of solutions um, that were being sold to a customer had a dramatic impact on, on the long, long-term uh, downstream churn rate. Um, so that, the, the, the churn study was one that was uh, really successful for us. And, you know, we're, we're just putting out a study right now on the, on the, on the pandemic um, response by uh, SMBs and, and, and the impact and um, some of the data is just starting to come in. I, I expect that that type of, of, uh, of research will be, will be very valuable and uh, be very successful for us too. So when you when you were deciding to do the churn study, okay, um, um, how did you 
how did you kind of brainstorm to get this content? Was where did you have customers coming to you saying, you know, we we need some information on on need based selling, or um, did you say we see we see kind of a hole here in in a process, or how? As a company, do you focus in on what's really good quality content for for your prospects or your customers? Yeah, well, um, number one, uh, we we look at we build a, a content calendar that aligns to our strategic priorities. So, what are we what are we actively building solutions for? Um, and then number number two, uh, what are we hearing from our customers? And um, and and then we. We we build uh, you know a, a core piece of thought leadership, and we build other content initiatives around it to to, to amplify it. And so I'll give you a couple of examples with with respect to the to the churn study. Um, there was a few uh, uh, technology initiatives that we had. Number one was providing um, uh, a SaaS metric dashboard inside of our our platform. And we are also building out um, new categories of products in through our, our marketplace. And at the same time, um, you know, some of the biggest challenges that our customers are facing uh, was number one churn, and uh, and and how to mitigate churn. Um, and number number two, as we are onboarding people, um, some of the biggest questions that came about were uh, around what types of products should they sell, what works together. Um, and uh, should they consolidate under, you know, uh, one or two product offerings, or should they add, a, you know, an, ex- an expanded store and marketplace? And uh, so the the study was very helpful on on both of those fronts. Number one, um, you know, providing some prescription for our customers on on how to actually combat churn, solving solving a real problem. It mapped to, you know, other technology initiatives like our, our, our metrics and our, and our marketplace store. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and it helped with the, with the onboarding, um, you know, questions that were coming through. Should, you know, should we f- focus narrowly or should we try to be more to our customers? And the answer was, was clear from the data that um, you should, you should be more to your customers. And, and it actually outlined as well, and not just um, in general, you should try to sell more products to a, a customer, but the the timing uh, of that was really important. I mean, if you were able to sell another customer and upgrade them in in the uh, in the first three months, it had a dramatic impact on on the long term churn. Mm-hmm. And so, I think I think one thing I heard you say that was really important is you you align this content marketing to your strategy. Um, um, your business strategy as you go forward. And a question I would have on this churn study, another thing that seemed very important is it's kind of timeless. I mean, you said you're still getting, you did in 2018 and you're still getting down downloads um, and it solved an actual, it, it gave a customer or a prospect a takeaway, it solved a problem. So how important is is you know, making this timeless so it's useful over time and making sure that you have real takeaways from the content marketing? Um, so that's a good question. Not not all content that we produce is, is as timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but by the way, as we're managing content, um, we'll go back and see the, the if the content isn't timeless, but it's successful. So um, it was uh, searched for, 
and it converted people, um, then we go back and we refresh that content uh, frequently. Um, and so we'll go back and we'll uh, revisit it six months or a year later and we'll update the content and we'll republish it. Um, certain types of content are more timeless. And, uh, you know, that that's just one example where, you know, churn is probably one of the, you know, the the, the biggest problem uh, for or, or challenge that people that are selling software and software related services uh, uh, have to have to deal with. And uh, um, so that's an example of one that w- is long lived. And I think the lessons from the data um, will just tend to be tend to be timeless. Mm-hmm. And and not just timeless, but also um uh, unique, because you talked about quality and unique, and you just said you're doing now um, a study on the pandemic. And there, there's, you know, a lot, everybody's talking about this pandemic. I mean, you can't turn on the TV. You can't read an article without the pandemic. How how do you ensure that your content is different or can stand out? And how have you gone about doing this in preparation for, for the new study? Um, so th- that's a good question. Some of the, some of the uh, the approaches are are practical approaches. So you know we'll do a lot of keyword research, trying to find what what people are searching for, and then we'll look at the uh, you know we'll we'll find searches specifically that are are um, that map really well to our customers, and then we'll try to evaluate and look look at the search results to f- figure out. What, what searches have good content out there already and what, what, which ones don't. Um, so that's, that's practically. The, the other, um, you know, gut is as you look um, at your, your personas and, and, uh, um, and all of your content should be, you know, grounded in, in your per- personas and, and the ideal customer profiles that you have. Um, if you focus on, on, you know, what are the biggest problems and, and, um, in general, the biggest problems that people have are are the biggest problems because they're they're not easily solved or solved well, and uh, you know that that's been uh, that's been a good guiding light for us to to uh, make sure that we're grounded in in, in the customer problem. Mm-hmm. And and when you're when you're doing this and planning this, um, you talked a little bit earlier about. I mean, these are fantastic examples, and I think they're great studies that you know we can um, our listeners can take a look at on your website to um, get an idea of what good content marketing is about. Um, how how important is like a work back schedule? You know, how do you? organize all this you said that people get sloppy it's a hard job you know the vp i mean you're the the chief marketing officer how do you how do you get this going and organize it man you know i love a great uh, gantt chart my my team <laughs> hates making gantt charts for me <laughs> but, you know it can really if you don't make a, a schedule then then these things um, they get pushed it is really like if you're if you're bought into a stra- uh, uh, you know an inbound and a content marketing strategy um, uh, consistent production is really important in order to grow traffic and if you're going to have consistent production then you have to put it on a schedule and it's very similar to our um, the, our software practices. Um, as we're building software, we organize ourselves around uh, around Scrum, and mm-hmm. uh, and we have regular sprints, and we do the same things uh, with with content. You know, we create a we create a schedule and a, and then a sprint, and we um, 
and we we put it into uh, weekly, a monthly, and quarterly calendars to make sure that they, you know, they map to what is what is coming out in terms of our strategic pri- priorities over those time frames, and to make sure that we we hit numbers and initiatives, and we 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 align. Uh, you know, a lot of other marketing work around the the production of the content. So if if the timelines slip, um, then it pushes back a lot of other things. So examples are, are uh, you know, sales promotions. We'll align those around content. Um, we'll uh, 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 promotions and and uh, um, schedules that our our ads team have. Um, we'll align around content. Um, so uh, you, you know that I. The answer to your question is work back schedule, at least for me, mm-hmm. and, and having a, a proper calendar is is really important. And not just um, one that maps out, you know, the these are the content pieces that we're going to provide, but also that structures the type of content that, that, that you're producing on a regular basis. I think I, I, with this resonance with me, you know, I think what you said before, when people get sloppy, maybe they don't do that. Okay. Because, you know, this is, this is one part of the big marketing puzzle and it has to fit in with everything else and, and matching it to your strategic and, you know, your strategic and your operational goals for the company is very, very important. I would, and so this makes a lot of sense. Um, Jeff, we're going to take, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, I, I want to talk to you about once you get all this content how how do you effectively get it out in front of people and how do you effectively promote it okay? um, because that's probably not that easy to do either and for our listeners we are talking with Jeff Tomlin and Jeff Tomlin is the chief marketing officer of Vendasta and he's also a co-founder of the company and has been with the company since his first day in 2008 and he provides strategy and direction to the teams driving awareness and demand for Vendasta's platform and Vendasta is an end-to-end e-commerce platform built for local experts this SaaS company, Vendesta, which is located in Canada, provides a powerful platform and marketplace of trusted digital products and services to its channel partners who are worldwide and resell the solutions to small and medium businesses. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, he is on LinkedIn under Jay Tomlin, and you can reach out to him on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to learn more about Vendesta, please go to www.vendesta.com. Um, I, I'll give you a tip if you want to learn about content uh, marketing, take a look at their blog section, um, a lot of good stuff to read, a lot of great examples. And Vendesta is also on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Now, this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing digital marketing and local search nonprofit associations. They provide conferences, trainings, market research, legislative white papers. And if you'd like to learn more about becoming a member at Cinda, please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a small break, and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Tune in for and security for all. 
hosted by Kim Hakem. Each week, we look into a different aspect of cybersecurity, which is important to know for anyone who is involved with the internet daily, which is probably all of us. We take the technical jargon and make it easier to understand while helping you to identify weaknesses and issues in your own cybersecurity and fix them now. And Security for All is broadcast live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tired of the get rich quick or how to flip home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune in to Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about content marketing and effective content marketing. We're talking with um, the chief marketing officer, Vendasta. And Vendasta is a Canadian company that provides end-to-end e-commerce platforms for local experts. And it's a SaaS company that provides a powerful platform and marketplace of trusted digital products and services to its channel partners who resell them. And Vendusta does a great job on content marketing. So we're talking to Jeff. And Jeff, to, to you before the before the break, um, we're kind of we're talking about um, you know lining this to the strategy, getting getting content. I have a question. You know, how do you know? When you're lining it to your strategy and aligning it to the other marketing initiatives, um, how do you judge frequency? I mean, what is too much and what is too little? Uh, that's a really good question. So um, when we were talking about the content calendar, uh, I, I had mentioned uh, that the, the, the calendar is really important, not just for mapping out um, what you're going to post about, but also mapping out the types of content um, that you're going to promote. Uh, because the different different types of content um, serve different purposes in a, in a holistic content strategy. And so I'll, I'll give you an, an example of what I mean um, because it relates specifically to, to the question about frequency. Um, in general, what, what people find is that the, the, the most effective type of, of content is tactical content in terms of most effective in terms of generating, you know, leads and response. Um, so what that means is, content around showing people how to do something 
um, how to how to tactically do something, and then you logically connect that to a, a tool or a resource in order to to generate a lead. So tactical posts tend to be the best when it comes to conversion. Um, a deep tactical post would be uh, uh, very similar, but it's a deep exploration of a topic, and it could be, um, you know, it could be two, three thousand words long, and or or, or even longer. Um, and those those types of posts are very good at at con- conversion as well, but they're also really good at generating traffic because of the amount of content on the post. Um, you'll see people uh, post uh, top of funnel posts or tofu type posts, which are are really a, a broad general topic, general interest type of information, but general interest to a specific audience. Um, they don't generate leads, but what they do do is they do a really good job at, at expanding the audience. Um, infographics uh, are really good at generating leads, but they take a long time to produce um, and, and a lot of research. So there's a, a type that you want to you want to fit in. Um, editorial posts um, that provide you know an examination on a, on a topic and provide a, uh, opinions. Um, they don't appear to to have a big impact on generating leads in a, in a content strategy. But what they do do is they connect you to a more sophisticated audience. And so when when we look at the the, the question of frequency, um, what we try to do is we try to uh, match the needs for conversion and the need to expand your audience. And so when we're thinking about frequency, um, we build out a map uh, in our calendar and say, we're going to have this many posts. And it typically comes to m- the, the majority of the posts are tactical posts. Um, we don't have, obviously it takes a long time to, to build a deep tactical post. Uh, so we can only afford to build maybe one, maybe two of those in a month. So we'll fit those into the calendar. Um, Top of funnel aren't going to give us the leads, but it'll build traffic and audience. So we're going to fit a couple of those into the calendar. And similarly, we might do one editorial, one, maybe two editorial posts, and we'll try to put out an infographic or some research at least uh, once a month or as often as we can, but they're they're time-consuming. So that's the, the resources and the outcome uh, impact sort of the frequency and the types of, of post and content that we'll put out there. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of thought that goes into this. You know, f- finding out you know w- which subject goes into to to um, which content marketing channel, and um, what about t- telling a story? Okay, because we didn't mention that. How important is it in, in this content marketing to tell a story? Uh, you know, super important, especially when you're 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 building larger thought leadership pieces and you're you're producing um, research. Uh, you want to take people to a logical conclusion. Um, I, I mean, you don't. Yeah, it, if you just throw research out there, you might generate some some results. You might even generate good results. But if you want to generate spectacular results. You create a set of research to solve a very specific problem, and then you tell a story around it that drives people to a very logical conclusion. Um, Kimberly, I'd, I remember uh, you were uh, on uh, out in Banff with us in our, mm-hmm. our conference in 2018. Yep. That was a tremendous event, by the way. And there's a yeah. there's a gentleman that spoke. Uh, at, uh, his name is Tim Reister from Corporate Visions, and he provided a framework around telling uh, stories that um, help people make decisions. 
and uh, and they've done research around decision the decision making science, and if you follow um, frameworks around creating a, a a great story, you can apply that to um, to leadership pieces that that, that you build. And the the quick outline is um, that that your your biggest competition in in getting someone to make a make a decision is the status quo and the bias for people to stick to the status quo, and so. Um, the the very first piece uh, is related to um, destabilizing people's preferences, their preference to stay in the status quo, and you can do that by introducing uh, unconsidered needs, needs mm-hmm. that that they're not currently considering. The second of the four steps is that um, people are motivated to more motivated to avoid the risk of a loss than they are to seek new opportunities, and so. Um, it, it's really effective if you can po- paint some, in general, uh, a common current situation as the actual risky choice. If you want to get people to move in a different direction or that you want them to take an action that is different from what they're currently doing right now, you have to paint their current situation as, as the risky choice. So the mm-hmm. third piece of the four um, pillars of, of a compelling story is solving for a selection difficulty. Uh, people have trouble making decisions, and so you have to make um, choices really clear. Um, but value is only realized when they can see very clear and compelling contrast between one situation and then the future state that you're trying to convince people mm-hmm. to move to. And the, the, you know, the last pillar of it is, is solving for this idea that people um, anticipate regretting making a decision. And so um, you can solve for that by painting hero stories or um, uh, showing people proof. Mm -hmm. And and so if you you follow a framework like that, then you apply it to to research and tell a great story inside of the research and drive people to a logical conclusion. You can take really good research and turn it into an amazingly – um, persuasive piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that. You, you, I mean, I've never thought about it like this, Jeff, and it's really interesting to. And thank you for giving us this breakdown. And um, I mean, this is a lot of work. And you said that in the beginning, um, in our first section, that you know, content marketing is not easy. Okay. Um, and so you've got all these steps, and you have to do a lot of thought around it. And once you do get it right, okay, like your company has get it right, how how do you promote it? I mean, it can't, you know, you've you've combined it with other marketing, you've combined it with your strategy, but you really need to get it out there in the market. So how do you do that to get the awareness around what you've done? Um, you know, you can use a lot of channels. Uh, obviously, we, we, we promote it on uh, we promote content on our blog um, that gets indexed in search. Uh, we use PR. We promote it on social. We pay, promote it through through paid channels, but we'll also send it directly to um, to prospects as well uh, in in an outbound manner. Uh, and then we use organizations like yours as well to ampl- amplify it um, and and get it in front of thought leaders. Um, we have an interesting approach to content production when it comes to our the, the solutions that we provide for our customers. Um, uh, so that, that's, a, that's a really unique approach to, uh, to producing content. So in the product, um, we leverage 
artificial intelligence and big data to programmatically create very personalized, timely, relevant content in the form of a digital assessments for clients. And um, our customers use those. So to create a, 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 an assessment for a client, the content is all about the client and potential problems. So it, they highlight an mm-hmm. unconsidered need. It shows them, um, it provides them context uh, prescription and tracking. So it'll provide them context on how they sit with in uh, in relation to other people in the market and it'll provide prescription to show them what to do next um, and so it's got the elements of, of a great story it's got the elements of personalization context and tracking uh, great for a technology solution and lastly um, it can lead right into uh, a product which is the solution itself uh, and that's important to re- remove friction to um, the conversion aspect of, of uh, uh, of the whole solution, so that's a unique approach to creating content in a in a, in a programmatic way um, that solves a problem and is highly personalized um, using AI and big data. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and and highly personalized content. Everybody wants personalized today. So I mean, that's a really that's a really a brilliant approach, Jeff. So Jeff, we're getting towards the um, end of our show now, and this is this has been really interesting, and um, uh, super guidance for our listeners and great great uh, examples from your company. So if you have to just had some advice to some of our listeners out there, the companies, the marketing managers, the CMOs out there, you know, what, what would you, around content marketing, what would be your advice to them? Oh, I, you know, it's, um, it, it's probably one of the most um, scalable ways to create a long-term uh, a solution for demand generation. Um, it takes a while, depending on the approach. Um, but if you want easier results, uh, you know the, the the approach that I was just talking about, where you you use content in an outbound manner, um, it can be can can produce results quick uh, much quicker. And lastly, um, especially for people that are are focused on on the in, in the SMB space, there's tremendous opportunity there. The you know the study that we just put out um, shows that. That you know, sixty-three percent of the SMBs surveyed uh, have accessed financial relief, so that's not that's not a, a surprise. But eighty-three um, percent of them that respond to the survey put effort into improving their business online presence in the in the past year, and and that's a huge uptick from you know previous years and different focuses that people have had on on the digital presence. And you know, lastly, I think it was thirty-eight percent of them. Um, who have e-commerce abilities in their website just adopted that in the last 12 months. So there's a massive opportunity right now um, to 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 reach out and solve uh, the for problems that SMBs are having digitizing themselves and getting up online and transacting right now. Um, and if you're thinking about your content strategy, um, that prov- that points you in a great direction. Uh, with respect to the problems that need to be solved for right now. Yeah, that's that's very very true. Well, Jeff, thank you. This has been really really interesting. 
um, uh, great information, great content. And um, for our listeners, we've been talking to Jeff Tomlin, and he is the chief marketing officer at Vendasta. He's also co-founder of the company, and he provides strategy and direction to the teams driving awareness and demand for Vendasta's platforms. And Vendasta is an end-to-end e-commerce platform built for local experts. The SaaS company provides a powerful platform and marketplace of trusted digital products and services to its channel partners who resell the solutions to small and medium businesses worldwide. Um, Vendusta's partners use Vendusta to find new local business customers, engage exciting clients, and deliver exceptional service. Uh, Vendusta is located in Canada, but their customer, their resellers and customer base is worldwide. If you'd like to learn more uh, about Vendusta, please go to www.vendusta.com. And they are also on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And I strongly advise if you want to see fantastic examples of content marketing, go read their blog and and look at some of the resources that they have on their website. And if you'd like to reach out to Jeff, you can reach out to Jeff at J Tomlin on LinkedIn. So Jeff, um, once again, thank you so much. Um, really interesting. I hope you're, you know, is it getting to be spring there in Canada yet? We're really close, Kimberly. We're really close. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, um, stay warm and stay safe there. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, great. And uh, listeners, thank you for all for listening to us today. Um, This broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on the digital and the local search space. For more information on Cinda, you can go to www www.cinda.org. Cinda also is planning on holding a European conference, a worldwide conference in Berlin in in uh, October 2021. And if you miss this broadcast or you missed other broadcasts, please don't forget that we are on every podcast platform. Uh, just Google Leadership Beyond Borders or go to Voice America Business and tune in to us each week live at 3 p.m. specific time. And with that, take care and stay safe until next time. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.